Welcome to the Wasting Time Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. I'm just by myself today as things are a little crazy for Nick. Him and his wife, Lucy, expecting their first child very, very imminently. So much love to them. Hopefully he'll be back with me on the next episode. So I'm going to keep this intro really short. I mean, I could talk about all the recent music I've been listening to. We still haven't taught you guys what we think about the Blink reunion, any of that stuff. But we'll save that for another time. So last week, I spoke to Zach from Rise Against ahead of their European tour, which they're currently on at the minute. He was very kind, gave me some of his time just as he was packing to go on the tour. Uh, so I think let's just jump straight into it. See you guys next time. I um, didn't get a chance to introduce myself before. So so I'm Chris. I'm based in, I'm just outside of London. I'm near Kingston. I don't know if, if you've played shows in Kingston before. It's kind of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were, Tim and I um, actually came over and did uh, an acoustic run. We did like three shows in just the UK, um, mm-hmm. kind of acoustic electric. It was just Tim and I. And we did that last, uh, pretty much this time last year, last November. And uh, we played a, we played in Kingston, yeah. Yeah, you would have played probably at Prism or somewhere. Yeah, like that. It's it's often like a band like you guys will do a special acoustic show with Banquet Records. It would have been yes, yes for Banquet Records, absolutely. Good people, good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very popular, kind of in the UK scene. They've kind of like held an important place for years and years. Yeah, yeah. I should also say that my usual co- so I'd normally do the show with a co-host who's based up in Newcastle, but he got COVID today and he's really suffering with it. So it's kind of. Just a one-on-one uh, interview, so you'll have to bear with me in that respect. That sucks. Yeah, you know, it's the way of the world these days, though, right? Yeah, well, fortunately, with vaccines, it's it's more of a just a, you know, it's just a sickness. It's exactly. Not, it's not life, it's life-threatening, you know, so that's good. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, I mean, particularly in your line of work, it must be nice to be sort of back to normal at this point, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, that was a really trippy thing, not getting to do the thing that we've all done with our adult lives, you know, it was the longest period of time that any of us in the band had, had been home in our adult lives. So, yeah. uh, I was a really, a forced reflection, you know, so to speak. Yeah. I can imagine. So, um, the, the, where, where is home for you these days? Austin, Texas. Um, I am born and raised in Texas, uh, for better or for worse. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been sort of a road pirate lifer guitar player my whole life uh starting yeah. you know it's just a ton of bands uh oh. a band called hackfish i was in guar the shock rock metal monster thing and yeah 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 uh a band a hardcore band called only crime with bill stevenson that produces rise against records and you know yeah. just just sort of journeyman um uh career guy and and knew the rise against guys from from fat records and you know having yeah. history with all those folks and uh, and you know, just happened into the band, I guess, almost 16 years ago now. And uh, never, we tour so much, it just never really mattered where I lived. You know, I could, sure. uh, bar Brandon, our drummer, he lives in Denver. And uh, Joe and Tim still live uh, in uh, opposite suburbs of Chicago. So right. we just kind of get together in Chicago and rehearse. We actually just got back from Chicago. We were there rehearsing last week for this run of shows that we're about to come over and do. And, yeah. um, so still sort of based out of there, but it doesn't matter where home base is really. Cause we, you know, we're so busy. Um, and my politics don't really align with most, uh, the sort of reigning political party in Texas. And so, mm-hmm. um, you sort of gravitate toward the bigger cities, just like anywhere, any small state. And, uh, that happened to have been Austin. And so I've lived here since about 2004. 
And so, okay. yeah, I, I love it here. You know, the rest of Texas is a little questionable. And I could say that because I'm from here. Yeah, sure. I mean, Austin's kind of known for being the sort of liberal hotbed in obviously yeah. conservative state, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you obviously mentioned tours coming up. You're heading over to, well, sort of this part of the world for the Story So Far tour. Um, yeah. At the time of recording, I guess, what yeah. that begins. And is it the end of this week you're beginning? We leave. I leave tomorrow. Um, okay. This Tomorrow being the first. Today is Halloween uh, and October 31st. And so, yeah, we start this week. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? Got some nice venues coming up rise against kind of been at that level for a while now that these are probably familiar venues to you guys i would imagine yeah it's it's weird stepping into them you know every two three years because you know how much they've changed or how much they haven't changed or whatever it might be but it does feel like a lot of repeat uh places and you know places we've been playing for decades now um and they're always great to us and the turnouts are always great you know europe and and the uk it's it's just ubiquitous you know, with us, it's something that we yeah. pay as much to, as close attention to as we do here in the States because they've fans over there have always taken such good care of us, you know, and you get fans over there, you get for life, you know, they, they're repeat yeah. customers. They keep coming back. You know, they feel like family really. The band that I managed just went out with social distortion. So I see it's a lot, lot of the same venues and like the promoters and I, like particularly the German crowds, man, like it's just, it's some of the best, oh, yeah. particularly in our case, like opening bands, like, every night at all the German shows. If the show's like at 7 p.m., it's full straight there compared to other, other places where it's just like if you're the opening band, you know, it's not going to be too full, but uh, no. Yeah. Germany is a, a – the German fandom is a whole other thing unto itself. You know, it's a whole – It's insane. Yeah. It's like its own culture. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And they – you talk about fans for life. I mean, they really are – you know, their kids and their kids' kids are going to come out and, you know, it's – it's interesting, man, and it's it's as a professional, you know, as a, as a as a funny that does this for a living. Yeah, uh, there's you know you you appreciate it so so much. Yeah, and and you know, <laughs> not to digress, but in our case, it's it's all the fans picked up and the merch ordered. It's all coming from Germany, so it kind of. Oh, and what band yeah. was that? Uh, so it's a band called Love Breakers, like one word, Love Breakers. Oh, cool. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, yeah, keep an eye out for them, man. It's kind of. Um, Kind of like a Tom Petty replacements meets social distortion green oh, day red. thing and red. I'd love to check that out. Yeah, no, no, please do, man. I appreciate that. And I guess like another thing you got coming up, like it's crazy how soon this is when I was looking at your dates. Like the the the, the small matter of supporting Blink one eighty two, that's kind of coming around in February. Yeah. <laughs> how are you feeling ahead of that one? It's February it's gonna be of twenty twenty four. So that oh, really? will, they, they, they sort of have the way the ad looks, it looks like we're doing the entire world with them. We're not, we're just doing yeah. Australia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. And that's, that doesn't happen until 2024. Oh, I missed yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Cause I thought the top that, that they were starting their whole thing sort of around March and then I was right. looking at the dates and I was like, Oh, I guess I got that wrong. It must be, must be. Okay. Okay. So it's yeah, it looks, it's, up. it's, okay. it's really it's it's really, it's a little confusing the way that looks. <laughs> that, how were you feeling on that one? Was it nice to be invited onto that? You know, yeah. Um, for a band like us, you know, it, it, they're taking uh, Turnstile out, you know, for the good yeah. uh, for the US, and for a band like us who, you know, has been around almost twenty two years now, it was really. Uh, 
we were honored to get considered, you know, to that's, that's a, that's, that's a huge tour and that sure. we are at a, p- a place where we don't really open for many bands, you know, we're sort of, yeah, of course. established uh, headlining status for ourselves. We worked really hard to get there and, yep. and uh, a lot of blood, sweat and tears, but there are, you know, definitely bands. I mean, you know, one of the times when we went to Australia was with the Foo Fighters, which is definitely another right. band that, that we would support and Blink-182 happened to be one as well. So we were really, uh, uh, honored and and amazingly sort of lucky that that they thought of us and it's going to be a fantastic run we can't wait to 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 do it no it's really cool you've gotten that yeah um but yeah no i mean as you mentioned you guys are absolutely at a place where you're definitely a headline band the kind of you know the basic arena band at this point i mean you know you did the census fail use tour recently over Mm -hmm. the summer how did that go down it was a lot of fun, you know. Um, they were all great people, and you know that it's weird how much this music of like sort of the arts has sort of has become part of the conversation again, as, yeah, as yeah. things do, as all genres do. I mean, you know, in the '90s we had sort of a '70s revival, and then the arts right, we had an right. '80s revival, and you know, musically and culturally, and you know, now people are wearing you know, like Y2K fashion and stuff, you know, like big Jinko yeah. pants. And, 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 and so that music has come back around and sort of prevalent in, in hip hop and, and, you know, like, Oh, yeah. Willow Smith's, you know, the Willow record has, you know, pop punk influences and, and even like say juice world or whatever, you know, yeah, there's yeah. courses that are sort of in that sort of vein. And, 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 it's crazy. And it's crazy to see that come back, you know, whatever you thought was lame while it was happening. If you're in part of that culture and, and, and at that age, like, oh, this yeah. is so lame. It's so dumb. And it'll, it'll come back, you know? Um, and, and we're, we're sort of living through that Renaissance right now. So it was interesting to see, you know, the used and, and, and census fail and us, that whole package, like the turnout for all of that. And, and the younger, the amount of younger folks in the crowd that you could tell us is their first time seeing all three bands. So, yeah, that's amazing. So it's not just people going for nostalgia and people who've just grown up with that music who are still into it. It's still, yeah. it's still relevant to the younger crowd. That's that's crazy, man. It's really interesting, you know. And and for our band, you know, we try to, you know, we sound like Rise Against, and that's a thing for mm-hmm. sure. But we also try to incorporate. We, there's a few different things that go into that. It's not just a punk rock band or hardcore band. There's there's a rock band in there and there's sure. some metal moments and there's some heavy moments and there's things. So we try to sort of diversify, I guess, by, you know, touring with metal bands or touring with just sort of loud rock and roll bands that aren't necessarily punk like Gaslight Anthem or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. And and keep our mind open and keep our, our sights open and because I feel like that's the only way you're going to grow creatively. So that tour at first felt to me like, oh, you know, it's sort of repeating what we've done, but it's also staying a little culturally relant, oddly enough, because that stuff is culturally relevant now, you know. Yeah, but for us, we were around the first time it was happening. It just happens to have a sort of uh, a sort of a spot in 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 modern culture again, which is really interesting to live through. It's yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that because, like, I guess, like, you know, if you joined Rise Against, what around 06, 07, something like that, yeah, when when you joined, it was Rise Against were kind of on the you know, like, as as big as they are now, maybe not quite. I don't know, they were big, they were a big band when you joined, but if someone said, Oh, in 2022, you're still going to be headlining these amazing tours, like, I don't know, like, 
Yeah, it's weird. And it's weird. It's crazy. It's it's weird seeing dips and rises, you know, okay. still no pun intended, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard. To it's weird to go to, to countries that maybe weren't as big before. And now, now, just now those, those countries are starting to take off where we were doing theaters before. And now we're doing like their, their sort of, uh, amphitheaters or whatever. Um, yeah. that's always interesting. And, and riding that wave, you know, it's, you take a band like Iron Maiden. I remember in the nineties, Iron Maiden were playing theaters you know, mm-hmm. they were, they had a different singer, Blaze Bailey would, after Bruce Dickinson had left and they were definitely, you know, on a downward sort of slump. And then Judas Priest, not comparing ourselves to those amazing larger than life, uh, mega gods, but, but any band that wants to stand the test of time, those things are going to happen and you're going to ride out these waves. And we've done that, you know, and we do that. It's going to continue yeah. to happen. I mean, I don't see us breaking up anytime soon. We still have a lot to do and a lot to say. And we're one of those bands that, I mean, you know, for better or for worse, we sort of earned our spot, our our slot at that festival. We 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 fought for that, you know, and 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 we don't take it right, lightly, and we realize, you know, the importance of that and how lucky we are to hold that space, and we're going to hold that yeah. space. And so, but in doing so, you, you're gonna have dips and valleys. And right now, uh, it's sort of a high moment, you know. It's sure, it's a really yeah. odd thing. We'll show up at places and just still kind of marvel that you know our band after 22 years and then there's places that you know maybe we used to do very well and that are kind of in a slump you know and that's always interesting as well yeah Yeah. you just kind of wonder like why why this why now you know but doesn't mean you're not going to play there you mentioned countries that maybe didn't do so well in before but now they're paying more attention is there any examples that jump out there you know um spain increasingly does better and better and better and then um Australia just keeps doing great. You know, after, after going, we, we did well there. Then we went with the Foo Fighters and then we did extremely well. And now go after going a blank, it's going to be interesting to see how we do on our own after going there with blink 182. That's, that's going to be interesting. I was also going to ask you, you know, haven't been in the band 15, 16 years where you saw rise against in another 16 years from now. But I guess there's no reason why you guys can't be like, you know, you look at, I mentioned social distortion earlier or, or a band like them or a bad religion. There's, you know, if you guys are willing, there's no reason that you can't sort of slot into that, that kind of uh, stage of life with your band. I mean, becoming like Bill Stevenson yourselves, you know? Sure. Bill is, is 11 years older than me. Brian and bad religions about, about 10 years older than me. Um, and I'm five years older than Tim uh, in our band, you know? Um, so those guys sort of lead the way for us and we do, you know, sort of set an example that if you, you know, if you keep yourself healthy and this lifestyle definitely keeps you sort of young, it'll put years on you. That's for sure. But it does keep you young young at heart and young in spirit, which is what really matters. Um, this is nothing I've ever planned on retiring from. Sure. You know, um, maybe stepping it back at some point because the travel, it gets hard. You know, the, the, yeah. the, the sort of ceaseless perpetual travel does get a little hard. But um, but otherwise, this isn't like some, you know, real like I, I say it's not a real job. It is a real job because there are difficulties about it. But it's not when I think of work, when I hear that, that term work, I think of like mm-hmm you know, digging ditches and construction work and building buildings and, you know, like doing stuff with your hands and being outdoors, stuff that really does 
take a lot out of your body. And this is something I do, you know, I, I would do for free and That's I it, do yeah. for free and I do sit around and play guitar all day, you know? So for me, this is my ultimate dream come true. So I just, I can't really imagine ever totally walking away from it. Yeah, and of course. those aforementioned bands and those aforementioned, you know, artists uh, are leading the way and showing us that you can absolutely still do it well into your sixties and punk rock as a, as a medium, as a sort of uh, genre, it's only, you know, 40 some odd years old at this point, yeah. you know? So, so it's interesting to see the, the originals, you know, the Godfathers, yeah. you know, Keith Morris or Bill Stevenson or Brian Baker or the guys in bad religion to see, you know, they're the ones that are leading the way for us. You know, they are as old as punk rock is. And so <laughs> as long as they can do it, I guess we can do it as well. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't, I don't know if you know Mike Ness at all, but like, uh, you know, I in, you spent a lot of time with him this summer and dude's 60 and like, he's, he's yeah. carrying it well, you know? Yeah, he does. And then I don't Mike, I don't know Mike very well, but I do know guys in his band and I okay. do know, I, I I've known Johnny two bags for over 30 years now. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Love yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 the best, and yeah, uh, David Dalgo, who's just a lovely person, and I love him so much. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of his well. dad too. I'm a huge fan of Los Lobos, and what a nice. great bunch of dudes. But but yeah, exactly. It, again, it's mind and spirit. You know, keep your body healthy, and you know, roll the dice. You can keep doing it. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what's um, you know, you mentioned obviously as much as you love this and you'll keep doing it as long as you possibly can, but it obviously it takes its toll as it will on anywhere. Like how, how's life outside the band? Like what's, what's life look like for you when you are back home in Austin? Um, you know, I'm married. I, we don't have children. Uh, my wife's an artist and a jewelry designer. And so she's, you know, really busy with that. I'm mm -hmm. a very active person. You know, I tend to sort of walk or run, uh, you know, upwards of 10 miles, at least a day. Uh, but I also write a lot of music um, constantly. I always have okay. something going on, some, some idea working and then I'm working on, or I'm playing guitar. I'm not, you know, this person that does a, a whole lot with my life other than music, you know? And it's, yeah. so it's, it, it's, it is very fortunate. I, it ended up being a, a, my living because I'm not very qualified or good at anything else, you know? Um, I do have a podcast called the anti heroes where I interview guitar players, you know, other musicians. Yeah. I just am ever interested in, in knowing more about music and the culture of music and the culture of rock music on your podcast. Is any, uh, episode, standout favorite episodes you've done that um, you know, people listening to this, have, we'll, we'll link this, we'll link it obviously, but like if people haven't checked it out, like what episodes would you recommend they go yeah, and listen we just, to? We just completed our first season. We're sort of between seasons right now. And I got to talk to Stefan Edgerton from The Descendants. I got to talk to Brian Baker from Bad Religion, uh, Minor Threat, mm -hmm. Dag Nasty. But, you know, um, it was the people that I didn't know so well, like Dan Gallucci from Modest Mouse or John Schmerzel from Bright Brainiac and Enon. And uh, Jessica Dobson, who plays in a wonderful band in the States called Deep Sea Diver. It was those people that I didn't know that, I, I'm meeting for the first time on the podcast that I, I felt yeah, was sure. really interesting because I just sort of, I know Brian and I know Stefan and I just sort of fawn over those guys. Cause you know, they're also yeah, my close yeah, yeah. friends, but still, um, but I get to talk to, you know, Mike Dirks, my guitar partner that was in Guar with me, he's ball sack, the jaws of death, you know, the, in, in Guar. And um, there's uh, 
I, you know, I think if you were going to check out one episode, if you haven't, I, I did, I got to interview King Buzzo from the Melvins and oh, nice. I'm a huge Melvins fan. I'm a huge fan of him. And he's sort of the exact reason I started the pod. You know, he's somebody I never felt like got enough recognition for what he brought to the guitar conversation, so to speak. And uh, we, we get real deep and nerdy, but the second season is about to start and there's a bunch of great guests I'm really excited about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that. Nice. I suppose. Um. I mean, it's been it's been like a year since you last full length, but you did the the kind of follow up EP. I guess you still you're still on the cycle of that album, aren't you? Still sort of touring it. So like, how uh, how's the reception been to Nowhere Generation? It's been great. You know, I mean, it's hard to judge and it's hard to gauge because, you know, I don't I don't know how much, um, you know, actual record sales have to do with a band's career anymore or mm-hmm. output or productivity or, and that seems to be ever changing. No pun intended. Um, yeah. uh, you'd have to know rise against songs to get that stupid joke. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, I, the only th- the way I can really judge it is by crowd participation during the songs from that record that we yeah. play live. You know, and and judging by that, it's it's been successful. You know, we have a lot of lyric singers and, uh, you know, cheers and things like that. And that's really all you can do. You know, for us, we were always a working band, a sort of blue collar band. We were always going to get in some vehicle and travel around and play our songs for people, you know, like, you know, court gestures or, you know, whatever, travel, traveling, you know, musicians. And, and so yeah. before it was... Uh, you're touring to sell the record and that overnight became the record is basically a flyer to sell the tour, you know, to give you a reason to go and tour. And that's okay. You know, for us, it was just another way to look at it, but we were always going to tour because that's just what we do. And so, but it was an interesting thing, you know, this thing that you worked on for two, three months for that thing to now just be free and to be a band, a functioning band during all of that was, you had to kind of think mm-hmm. on your feet. And so it's, it is interesting to not even rely on that anymore. And to not even think about, you know, all you can do is go by like Spotify playlists and Spotify numbers and iTunes numbers and yeah. things like that yeah, yeah, and yeah. see what's sort of getting, you know, downloaded, listened to plays, you know, things like that. What's your favorite rise against album at this point? That's interesting because I, 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 I've, I think the I have the black market. I think we really sort of hit a cultural, like not cultural, a creative zenith on that record where we yeah. just, it's really easy to say, ah, oh, we're just going to leave everything at the door and, and not think about who we really are as a band and what we've done as a band. And, and I don't know if that record was necessarily so successful. You know, we had the song tragedy plus time on there and we had the song, um, uh, I don't want to be here on them anymore on that, but I do know we sort of just accepted all of our ideas creatively instead of going, ah, it really doesn't really sound like us. We've yeah. done that before. We've only, it's only been us four in that room ever. And Bill Stevenson, of course, yeah. but people think they have this fake news idea of, <laughs> Oh, there's a, there, you know, you're on a major label. So you're answering to this team of corporate lawyers or whatever to see what's okay. We've never done that, but we have 
we are precious about what rise against is and what rise against sounds like. And so we have come up with things like, ah, it doesn't really sound like something we'd do. Well, black market, we really made a concerted effort to, to just go, it's cool. We dig that. Yeah. And you get songs like methadone or the song, the black market. Yeah. Or sudden life. Um, you know, or, or even the, the opening track, the great die off. Um, and so for me, creatively, it was, I, 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 I tend to listen to that one back to front more than any of our records. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I think I remember seeing you on touring that record when you're out. With yeah. Penny, it was Penny. I think you were Pennywise, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I think that might've been. Yeah. <laughs> Spe- speaking of London, obviously you're, you're, you're doing the UK on this, uh, this upcoming run. What's, um, some of your favorite places in the UK, anywhere that jumps out, you must've been here many times at this point. Oh man, it's been a lot, you know, um, I, I love Manchester. I, I love all the UK, you know, I mean, it's really hard to pick one thing out because Birmingham has such a great history with so much, so much music that I love. Right. Um, whether it's Judas Priest or Led Zeppelin or, you, you know, uh, Black Sabbath, I mean, you can't separate heavy music from that town. So every time I'm there, I just sort of absorb it. And, you know, uh, I have good friends in Manchester, a uh, lifelong friend there. Um, London, there's nowhere like it. Brighton's beautiful. And for me, I'm a, the, the who are one of my favorite bands of all time. So nice. Yeah, get, I'm, I'm originally from Brighton myself. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, I went to the, the Quadrophenia alley and, and, and all yeah. that stuff. And Tim and I were just there like last November with the acoustic thing. And Rise Against doesn't get oh, to go okay. there as yeah. much. We don't, you know, we but we did play a little club there, and it was just amazing. So it's really hard to differentiate and, and pick one town. You know, I I just love the UK. I I've always have. What What about uh, any particular? I guess Brighton would be a good one for that, and London. But like any good, like uh, any favorite food places that jump out to you? Because you got you guys are like vegan vegetarian, right? No, there's a there's one vegan in our band, but we're mostly all vegetarian. You know, the Indian yeah. food is the is pretty much hard to beat in the UK. You kind of yeah go for that. And I'm from Dallas, where there is oddly enough a huge Indian population. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, apparently there's a bit the largest Indian population in Dallas than anywhere in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of grew up with access to good Indian food. And then I moved to Austin and it's definitely not the same. So going there, you, you know, there's the curry mile in Manchester that you always kind of have to hit and everything. Um, yeah. So it's always just, you know, amazing heading there and in London, you know, going to, uh, Camden markets and, you know, all that stuff. You, you got to do it all, you know, obviously really appreciate your time, Zach, but, um, yeah, of course. If, if it's cool with you, I just, I'll just like finish up with a couple of kind of like general questions. We kind of, quick fire questions we always finish with, but I'll ju- I'm just going to fire a couple of those at you. And, uh, yeah. and then, then I'll let you get on with packing, man. Like, cause uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> cause man, like packing for like uh, an extended time away, man, I know it's never fun. So no, yeah. I've, I've got it down to a science now. <laughs> um, okay. Right. So I'll, I'll keep these real quick. Then I'll let you go. But, um, favorite album of all time. Oh my God, man. Um, I believe it's the Who's. It would. There's not just one. It's the Who's Tommy or Quadrophenia. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it, people are always allowed to pick more than one because it's an unfair question. Yeah, it's really hard to pick one. Then. <laughs> uh, this one's similar as well. So, uh, f- favorite TV show slash shows. I think Arrested Development in the states. 
Oh, yeah. Um, one of those okay. shows you can watch so many times and there's constantly something new and something you didn't see before. And it's just genius, genius comedy writing. And finally, um, Rise Against Dream, Dream Tour, like two, two other acts you can take out with you, um, dead or alive. I mean, for me personally, it would be... Um, God, that's really hard too, man. I wish I had something better prepared for this. Um... If it's dead or alive for me, it would be '80s Metallica. Interesting. Yeah, um, and '70s Stranglers. Okay. Yeah, that would be I'm an just gonna go with that. I mean, there's thousands, sure. but I, I'm just picking those out of my ass. Sweet man, um, that's really cool. Um, really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, to thank you. I'm I sorry about say- the sorry about the beginning. Oh no, no, no! All good, man. It, it worked out okay in the end, and. Um, yeah, man, do me a favor. Check out, remember, love breakers, one word. I've got love hey, breakers. As the manager, i got to do these hustles. So, yeah, for uh, sure. No, yeah, I'll do it. Pro- I'll do it. I'll check it out. I, pro- I promise you it's worth it. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I hope um, hope you have a great time on this tour. I'm planning to be at the London show, so I'm looking forward to that. Okay, and, yeah, I'll um, see you there, man. Yeah, definitely. And okay. wish nothing but the best for you guys. For you to arrive.